Hey everybody, this is Justin. I don't know if Nathan's going to say anything. He is here. Um, so, bit of a audio issue toward the middle of the show. It does clear up pretty quickly because um, we realized there was something going on. Sorry about that. Apologies. Um, yeah, we're professional. Just one of those things, you know. It does happen from time to time. Forgive us. We love you and enjoy the show. podcast it's podcast time with justin and nathan nathan and justin and bob ross i didn't like that i know you didn't i'm I'm trying to disappoint (laughs) you my real goal in the first few seconds of the show is just to make you unhappy if i can if i can i was actually just thinking uh, after (laughs) we we connected here on skype yeah that we need to just replace our theme song with the Skype theme song. I hate the Skype theme song. You listen in Skype? Thank you for oh, your service. But it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. the perfect song. My main problem with it is it's so much louder than the person talking. And so you set the volume thinking about, I'm going to be talking to a human being on the phone. And then that song comes in and your ears are just blasted out. Anyway. Yeah. Welcome to Nothing But a I, Bob Thing. <laughs> I told my wife at one point that at my funeral, uh, when I die, yes. I do not want any hymns or anything. <laughs> I just want songs like that to play on a loop. <laughs> the Windows opening theme, the the yeah. Mac chord, the mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh at your funeral by saves the day right obviously no 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 that's too enjoyable got it i don't want anything enjoyable i want something that (laughs) for the next six months will just periodically be stuck in people's heads (laughs) because they had to hear it for 30 minutes straight (laughs) this this sounds like a weird subgenre of music and it reminds me of um something that came up at random this week we were um reminiscing at home and uh do you remember the bonzi bonsai or bonzi buddy this like little purple monkey that was on your computer you don't remember this it's it it, worth looking up it was some kind of thing you would download it was supposed to be like a little assistant kind of like the microsoft paperclip um guy uh clippy clippy yeah kind of like clippy but this was a purple monkey, and you could type stuff. The big hit, you know, because I'm in, like, ninth grade or whatever, is you would type stuff, and he would say it back. So you could type curse words, you know, whatever, and he would say it. You know, he was this little purple monkey, and he would say it. And uh, he would also sing, for some reason, A Bicycle Built for Two. I don't know why. 
That makes perfect sense. Uh, the the wraparound to the story though is great. It turned out to be like some kind of spyware. <laughs> so all these people downloaded this like delightful little thing to their computer, and then it <laughs> turned out to be like oh, fantastic! <laughs> yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Um, one concluding thought on this. Yeah. Before we move into the business at hand. Business at hand. Clippy. Yeah. Is the laziest name for it. Yeah. An animated paperclip you can possibly come up with. That's so true. That was definitely Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah. That's the level of creativity <laughs> he brings to things like that. It's <laughs> named Flippy. <laughs> Bill is a genius and a good person, but not a marketing guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he pays people for that. Um, yeah, welcome back to Nothing But a Bob Thing. We are, oh my gosh, rounding out season three here, folks. Wow. Wow. This is uh tonight is episode twelve of season three. And uh it's uh it's it's one for the ages, I think. Um But before we get too deep into the painting itself, uh, you know, it's traditional around here to come up with some sort of little info bit about the man himself or his work. Nathan, do mm-hmm. we have anything? Do we have any news? Do we have any facts? Do we have any Well I've I've got a little a little tidbit here. Oh, I like um, a tid. A little tidbit. Yeah. Uh, so right now, as we all know, the world is stuck doing nothing we want to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there, there have been multiple streaming sites that have uh, started airing Bob Ross. Yeah. People are getting back into Bob Ross. But I'm sure there are some people who uh, weren't aware, because they just don't pay attention, that Bob has been dead for 20 years, <laughs> and are a little bit upset about that. Oh, yeah. Well, great news. There is currently a one-hour special up on the YouTube, Bob possibly Ross. the other streaming sites. Yeah. I haven't done the research. Right. Uh Hosted by a painter named Nick Hankins. N-I-C. Who, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who is a, a certified Bob Ross instructor. Yes. It's a one-hour special called Keeping the Dream Alive. Yeah, Keeping the Bob Ross he, Dream Alive. Yeah. He paints a Pacific Northwest scene using Bob's wet-on-wet method. Yes. Yes. It's It's like... A spinoff series. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. This is just the first taste. We don't know if this is going to be a continuing thing or if this is just a one-off. I mean, I'm hoping it keeps going. Um, it was a... From what I saw, it looked like a rather impressive painting. Yeah, it's... I'm I'm looking at the painting right here. And let me tell you, if Bob painted this painting... Yeah. It would definitely be getting bare minimum a B. Wow. That's something coming from us. <laughs> like, I haven't watched him paint it, so maybe I'd be watching it going, ugh, it's just so boring watching right. him paint. I doubt it. Yeah. But the painting itself is fantastic. It's a, it's a waterfall with a lot of, um, a, a lot of pine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just a ton of pine. Uh, not any of the uh, Bob Ross trademark... I don't understand what seasons or areas of the world are. Uh-huh. <laughs> it definitely is one specific region. <laughs> oh, okay. We can live with that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. I noticed he used black gesso, so I, you know, Nick, I don't know, man. We know we've heard a lot of negative things about gesso. I'm not sure. Maybe black gesso is excluded. I don't know. Well, he uh, he probably knows a little bit more than we do. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Safe to say. Safe to say. I don't. Yeah. Know. yeah. I mean, I think at this point we we have almost earned like you know how people get the honorary doctorates. Yeah. We've almost earned our honorary Bob Ross instructor certification. Can you imagine if we got that? And then they're like, and then I'm like, I want to go teach a class. And they're like, no, no, (laughs) No, no, no. it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) You hang this on your wall. You are no, not sanctioned. You're a doctor like like John Stewart is yeah. a doctor. Like, it's that kind of thing. Like Bill Cosby was a doctor. <laughs> well, he actually had a doctor. Oh, he did a real doctorate? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He had a doctorate in education. Oh. He also drugged and raped people. There you go. Two unrelated facts <laughs> about the same. You know, Bob didn't do either of those things. Just saying. Not a doctor. <laughs> not a rapist. Um, pretty good guy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> You're just going to let nope. that hang in the air, aren't you? I, yep. I'm just... <laughs> I'm trying to think back. I really think that's the first mm-hmm. reference on any of these episodes to Bill Cosby being a rapist that we've had. Yeah, well, it needs to be said on every podcast at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's an important fact. An important thing to know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Season 3, episode 12! <laughs> Again, rounding out season three here, we have one one scant episode left of season three. Now, I, I, I say scant, but I don't mean it. Um, I think it's going to be a, a fantastic little romp, and I can't wait to get to it. Um, just for the listeners to know, we'll probably say this again, but we will be taking a few weeks off upon finishing season three just to, you know, recalibrate ourselves, you know, clean off our palette knives, make sure our brushes are all, you know... Uh, cleaned out with odorless paint thinner you know metaphorically maybe beat a few devils out of ourselves something like that you know recharge the batteries as it were yes but for now let's jump right in season three episode 12 hidden lake everybody welcome back lake glad to see you again thought today we'd do a nice little easy painting that'll just bring a lot of joy to your heart so let's get started here, and we're going to start with a little bit of, let's take a little bit of thalo blue. I like thalo blue. It's a very nice, warm, bright blue. Work it into the brush. We'll go right up here at the top, and just very quickly drop us in a little sky. Original air date, March 21st, 1984. Still staunchly in 1984 at this point. Um, a nice uh, mid-80s situation um anything off the bat you want to get out there um well i will so i'm going to warn you before we um before we go into this hmm. the being at home may be getting to me okay fair enough um, <laughs> fair enough i'm my notes here i'm realizing after having watched and taken notes are scant okay and <laughs> are uh not real technical. Okay. Not real technical. All right, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I also will start off, and I know that the general critiquing we save 
towards the end. Yeah. I have a very mixed emotion on this painting. Okay. No, I think that's fair. I do think that's fair. Um, but I will say, so we do the sky as normal. Yeah. It's a sky. Mm-hmm. He did the sky. He always does the sky. It's always amazing. It's always it's great. Amazing. Love it. Yep. Uh, fan brush mountains. Yeah. Yeah. It, a little bit different than what he usually does with mountains. It is a, and we've seen these a few times. I think this season we've seen, we've seen less defined mountains mm-hmm. than the previous two seasons. This is um this is a very um kind of a nice maroon color. Um, I think it's phthalo blue and and crimson. Um, yeah, well, and he starts out. He did put a lot of crimson in. Yeah. And then goes back and adds blue. That was cool because he was so, like, "Oh, oh, wait a minute!" And he, you know, he kind of—I I made a note of that too. He, he, made I, sure, yeah. I had a question on that though. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you be the judge on this because I couldn't decide. Did Bob really mess up, or was that a teaching moment? Oh, you think it's all intentional? I, I, interesting. I don't know. I, don't I wonder know if. Bob went, well, this is probably going to be a little bit too red, but I'll put some blues on it when it gets on the canvas, <laughs> and I can show how to blend it, blah, blah, blah. I think he genuinely did mess up, and then he realized there was a teachable moment within there. And and I'm going to argue, you know, later on today that this is a bit of a teaching painting. It's not... Mm-hmm. I don't think it's wholly a teaching painting. I think there are... I think it is somewhat. I think, in contrast to the last couple where we've had a lot of structures, there are no yeah. structures in this painting. And no. honestly, Bob seems like I—I I don't know if he realized how fast he was going, but it was breakneck speed um, on this painting. I mean, uh, it was pretty quick. It was pretty quick, as you say. The sky went in very fast. You know, we always leave a little area of white, which is wonderful because it creates a nice texture um the mountain as you were saying you know the sort of wispy it's a bit wispier i guess when the fan brush is involved yeah it's so the way the way he did this and we've described this numerous times but for those who haven't paid attention right is he uses the fan brush with his color this time a maroonish and uh draws the outline of the mountain right. and then just kind of it down it, pulls it down right <laughs> yeah and, um, and so yeah it's more the impression of a mountain instead of an actual mountain well and it is the background and it is not the focal point of the painting um, and it's great. and it's great yeah is yeah. that what you said oh yeah i i agree it is great and i I also uh, love the purple trees. Now, he did explicitly mention that in this series, he had gotten away from the sort of dramatic, you know, uh, snowy mountains. He right. he pointed that out explicitly at some point. So, um, I think he said, avoid getting into the snow-covered mountains. And he really, that's true, he really has. Now, on the one hand, this isn't as striking as any of those but on the other hand it's like well okay is that really what the painting is about you know this time right seems like he wrote a song about purple mountain majesty 
beautiful song. So I, I love that the trees and the way background are the same color as the mountain. It gives you the idea that maybe the sun is setting, potentially. Well, and I, I so I like the mountain. Yeah. And I like the purple trees. Yeah. Um, and watching him do the that the background trees like that was really interesting to me. Yeah. Because so he he does his standard trees, like his standard background tree. Yeah. They're all pretty much the same. Yeah. Where it's just kind of blotting color in. Right. Um but then at the end brings it all down to you know, to make it fade in, yeah. and then uses the exact same tint yeah. of color for another row of trees. Yeah. And it looks like a completely separate row of trees that's closer because of the way uh, he faded out I the background that. row of trees. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah, it He's is a smart. smart guy. He is a smart guy. Um, <laughs> he is a smart guy. Um, you know, Speaking of trees, there isn't an overusage of trees, I wouldn't say. For the, the longest time while he's working, it's just the one large tree on the left, you know, the, the sort of evergreen looking tree. Yes. Um, that going on. And then we don't get another big tree until almost the very end. And I'm not even deeply bothered by that tree. Now, in this painting, we're going a little out of order here, but I think that's okay. In we're kind of just everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we're a bit punchy. Um, in this painting, you know, provided you can see the lake, right? Mm -hmm. You should be able to tell there's a lake there. Um, you can cover it up as much as you want because we know this is a hidden lake, right? Right. So, you know, a little bit of foliage around, and, and honestly, there is a lot of foliage around in the foreground, is perfectly fine. Um, do I wish, I'll, I'll say this, do I wish the lake had been a more prominent feature? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, well, that would be for the painting called Obvious Lake, Justin. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, speaking of, he mentions, you know, uh, uh, what's the song, America, you know, mm -hmm. Four Purple Mountains, Majesty, and all that. And yes. uh, I thought a good alternate title for this painting would be Purple Mountains Majestically. There you go. That's my that's my little bone. I'll throw it to Bob. Um, yes, and that was the best part of the painting. Um, Definitely, I, yeah. It's uh, yeah, the trees, the the mountain, all the purpley color right. is great. There's also more to it. <laughs> yeah, right. And there's a lot of this is a fan brush heavy painting. Um, oh, yeah. I was impressed. I think he did the tall evergreen with the two-inch brush, I, I believe. Uh, yes, I believe that's correct. Which is incredible to me. I mean, when we painted, we didn't even have a two-inch brush, I don't think. I think we had a one-inch brush, and it felt, like, unwieldy in my hands. So I, oh, can't, yeah. I can't imagine making something as delicate as these little, you know, tree suggestions um with a two inch brush but the man the man can do anything um with any brush in his hands you know it's just, lack of detail sometimes is as important as detail when things are far far away you don't make out all the little details you don't see every single leaf all you see is basic shapes shadows different colors but you don't see all the little details 
it disturbs me sometimes when I look at paintings to see a tree that's supposed to be 10 miles away and you can count every leaf on it. Look out your window. You don't see that. Um, you know, he talks about detail in the trees. And at one point says that he's disturbed when he sees a painting where the background trees are super, super detailed. Did you pick up on that? I did. And it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They shouldn't be detailed. <laughs> right. And that's what we get here. You know, it's not, maybe this goes back to the point with Bob where he's, you know, he's always talking about before when he, before he knew wet on wet and he would labor away at his paintings, right? I mean, I, it's easy to imagine him in earlier days, you know, going uh, super, super into high-definition detail with trees right. in the background, and then looking back from the painting and being like, oh my gosh, the painting looks flat. There's no depth to the painting at all. Yeah, Ver this, there's yeah. definitely the depth in this painting yeah. because of that method. Do you, do you feel... Um, yeah, go ahead. He also had one of my new favorite Bobisms. Oh, yeah. While, whilst painting the rose of the purple trees. Uh-huh. Uh, talking about his, his system of fading down the background yeah. before he paints in another row. Right. Saying you have to do that before you put another one. Because if you put dark against dark... Yeah. You have nothing. Yes. Oh. Yes. I know. Ooh. Bob, you know, after studying him for these past few seasons, I mean, you could call Bob Zen, you know, you could call him, I don't know if, if explicitly Buddhist would be the right word, but you could definitely say he's Zen. And I would say he's um, sort of a, um, whether he meant to be or knew it or not, he's sort of a, a Taoist, you know what I mean? He's... He's um, all about nature. You know, that's a very nature-centered uh, spiritual tradition. He's all about being in the moment. He's all about improvisation. You know, at times, I'm reminded with these paintings, I'm reminded of those those um, Japanese and Chinese paintings of calligraphy, you know, <laughs> that just move really quickly, you know. they're They're finished in no time, and then the sort of swishiness of it all and the quickness of it all is part of the painting and that's that's very much what's going on with bob here can yeah. i can yeah. i tell you what i think he would say yeah about what you just said <laughs> what i just said yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know some people have told me that maybe i'm a little bit taoist yeah <laughs> i don't know about all that <laughs> i just find Love in all the trees. That's right. And nature as a whole. <laughs> I'm going to go even more. I'm going to double down here for a second. You know, there, he has this sort of animism about nature, like everything's alive. Everything has consciousness. Everything's a friend. You know, um, even not just in nature, but even his tools. You know, you got to make friends oh, yeah. with the palette knife. You got to make friends with the brushes. Um I mean, that plays into it as well, I think. You know, Bob is, uh, again, I don't think he would describe himself that way necessarily. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably being a little too academic, but, um, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if you brought anything up like that to Bob Ross, yeah, he's such, uh, he's such 
an everyman at the same time. Yeah, true. That it's always just a, I don't know. Right. I don't know. He's very modest in a way, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, making him an even greater man. In a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a sense. Um, wh- what's this deal about water molecules in the air? Um, something about it's misty in the background because the farther back you go, there's more water molecules in the air, I guess? I don't know. I, it doesn't <laughs> sound like strong science to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh-huh. But, I mean, who am I? I'm I, just a, a lay layman no. podcaster just watching <laughs> i'm not here to question bob <laughs> maybe he knows more about the universe than any of us could even dream of i, think I don't does. yeah scientifically does not sound <laughs> you you but, go, yeah <laughs> nathan you go through your day making regular decisions right just normal everyday decisions while bob ross went through his day making almighty decisions at every that's step, true. every step of the way, yeah, that's right. Almighty, and that's the kind of decisions we all have to make when we're making a painting. Um, let's see here, a couple other things. Um, lots of paint on the brush, loaded up with paint, not much pressure. Okay, I was going to ask you about this. Yeah, having painted, do you feel like? Uh huh. That was one of your problems that you didn't have enough paint on the brush. No, no, I okay, I, yeah. <laughs> so he says specifically that's one of the main problems people always have. Yeah, and I was sitting there going, "Well, that was definitely not my problem." Uh, yeah, I'm guess- I was going to say I'm guessing you're not. You didn't feel that way either. I no, I would get done with a brush stroke and go, "Well, there's a bunch of paint left on my canvas now. What do I do with that?" I think. <laughs> I think maybe we just don't have the touch yet. You I know. know. Like, oh, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much paint happening. There was paint everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. So much so that I doubt we'll ever do it again, honestly. It, it we... was. It, it's not in our wheelhouse. No. There are a lot of things in our wheelhouse. Sure. Uh, Kraken wise, yep. right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> um, you know tomfoolery shenanigans in the wheelhouse painting eh, not not in the wheelhouse not sure it's in the wheelhouse yeah what a beautiful little spot this reminds me of my home in alaska here a couple of years ago my mother lives in florida and i brought her up to alaska and took her salmon fishing let her catch a great big salmon and she had one heck of a good time um, what about taking your sam- your your salmon mom your mom salmon fishing in in Alaska? Wasn't that delightful? I want to take my salmon mom fishing. <laughs> <laughs> it's cannibalism. Um, yeah, just a quick little aside about taking mom up to Alaska and taking her fishing for salmon, and she mm-hmm. had a heck of a time, which I'm sure she did. I I can't imagine. I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. You're with. The it actually sh- sounds terrible. Yeah, well, it's one of I those. I hate fish. <laughs> it's one of those things that sounds nice, and then you're there, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. this is yeah. all that's involved." I see. Uh huh. Fishing, fishing is one of those activities that people have romanticized. <laughs> yes, and they're always like, "Oh, just 
you know, getting out there on the water and fishing. You know what that is? Just sitting there. It is. I know. Well, and I don't know how you salmon fish. I feel like that happens in a river. Am I wrong? Is that? I I mean, I don't, I don't know. So it's like, it's not going to be fun either way. Yeah. (laughs) You ever seen a river? I don't know. Is that, do you fly fish for salmon? I think you do. I don't know, but I think you do. I seem to recall, you remember that movie, A River Runs Through It? Um, Because a river ran through it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's there's a lot of fly fishing in that movie, but I don't know if they're fishing for sa- I guess maybe I have no idea. I've never because if you're fly fishing, you're basically taking the most boring activity you can find, yeah. but also making it less relaxing. <laughs> it's it looks like a lot of work, right? Like you really yeah. gotta you really gotta go for it with that. There's you're just whipping that that fly out there over and over. Techn- a lot of technique involved. Jeez. While you wear your weird rubber pants. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you could just be like a grizzly bear and just go grab one, you know? That's how say. I fish. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm a I'm I'm from a very redneck area. We fish with dynamite. You know? <laughs> you just put a little depth charge in there and they all come to the top. What do you know? Um gotta have a way to walk out here and catch that big trout that lives out there in that lake. Yeah, so there are, um, you know, I'm looking at the lake, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking about the uh, this big trout he's talking about. And uh, I am feeling a little zinned out. I'm feeling a little meditative at the scene. Um, but I got to say, um, just, a, just a criticism here. It's a little early for criticism, but a hidden lake, to me, looks a bit more like a hidden pond. It is less lakey yeah. than you would imagine. Right, right. Um, which I've I felt this before. Yeah. With, I was going to say his paintings, but really paintings in general. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll say it's a it's a river. You you look at it and you're like, that's a creek. Yeah. <laughs> right. And lakes are always ponds, and oceans it could be anything. Who knows? It's true. It's true. I know. Um, hey. But this is definitely pond. It's Maybe it's somewhere in between pond and lake, and we're just on one end of the lake, because we can't see what happens off to the left. Right. But It's obviously uh, a, a plague. Let's call it a plague. Yeah. <laughs> Hidden plague. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, each bush has a personality worth mentioning. Yes. Every tree. This is like second episode in a row where Bob has um, just, you know, gushed with his love of trees. They're his favorite mm-hmm. thing in nature. We know this. We love it. You should spend some time in the woods and talk to a tree. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Right. Um, which may seem crazy, <laughs> but I was thinking about this. Yeah. The plus side is you don't really need to socially distance from a tree. That's true. Um, yeah. So you can you can get as close to a tree and be as affectionate <laughs> as you want <laughs> yes. without concern. I like it. Everyone should just bring a tree into their home, you know, cuddle that tree, love on that tree. Gosh, you know, anything you can do to show that tree it's love. And 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 spend time in nature. Again, he's he's playing right into my my theory here. Um yes. 
<laughs> my this is my my last note actually uh as the end theme song plays um you know for whatever reason the subtitles on youtube change all the time and uh one time i think it said smooth jazz or something or like right. down tempo rock this time it said <laughs> cool elevator music <laughs> oh and i was like you know what this algorithm is getting smarter this uh, <laughs> i i like that it's getting there it's i mean that's way closer to what we're hearing not that i dislike yeah. the piece of music at all i love it actually i think it's great um so but i yeah. want i want to talk about my main criticism of this painting here okay and you have just explained it oh perfectly without even realizing it wow uh so we talked about the purple mountains yeah. we talked about the purple trees right and then you'll notice that we briefly touched on the lake, and we talked about how there were other trees. But that's all we cared about on that and moved on. Yeah, yeah. This, this is two paintings jammed into one painting. Oh my god, you're And right. one of them is significantly less interesting. You're so <laughs> right. So are you saying, just so I make, make sure I got it, are you saying we were onto something with this purple painting? And yeah. then we shifted gears into... It's, yeah. If you look at the painting, everyone should go look it up online. Also watch the episode on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you see the great mountain mm -hmm. that we were talking about. I, I love the mountain. It's beautiful. The trees were very interesting. Yes. Then you have a hard shift from this maroonish color yeah. into yellows and greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hard shift. It is a hard shift. There's a very it's it's almost like you could draw a big line in the painting. Yeah. Right? Between it's, where that happens. It's like exactly halfway if you take out that giant tree in the front. It's true. Um, you know, God, you're so right. That's a such a good point. I mean, oh, it's on the it makes me like it less. Damn it, Nathan. I know. I Damn I broke it. you. You did. <laughs> You did. I mean, the, I thought I thought we were the gonna. The foreground is just not interesting it's, to me. No, it's good. It's not. It's good. It's good. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. This is Bob Ross. I know. Do you know how many times we've seen him <laughs> paint a wooded glen? <laughs> I know. It's true. It's true. It's true. With multicolored not, bushes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a new thing anymore. It's. You're um, right. You're right. And I God. I thought we were going to have something really interesting towards the end when he pulled out. So I, I'll give the rundown here. Paints the lake, paints some bushes on the right, paints some bushes on the left, paints a little bit of grass in the front, then gets out his ugly poo Van Dyke Brown <laughs> and just slops that all over yeah. in the front. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's going to do something interesting for ground. Not really. He just painted <laughs> some grass over it and... Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 as we've seen, you know, this was a painting where he did a lot more talking, right? I think I'm not saying he was phoning it in or anything. Like, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I do, no. do think there were teaching moments within it, and I do think this is. I mean, for a guy like Bob who can who just does this, you know, this was not a difficult painting for him to do no. at all. This was uh, this was a a quick, easy, 
painting. You know, the the water wheel, the barn certainly seemed to require, you know, a level of effort from him higher than normal. This um, this is just your 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 run of the textbook Bob yeah. Ross painting. It is. It is. And he's, by the, he's it, done it eight billion times. Yeah, he could do eight billion more of them. They'd all look equally as good. Yeah, but not way more interesting than the last one. <laughs> and 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 in saying that, it's not a bad painting. It's just no. you know, uh, oh God, I take your point so strongly. You know, and and you and I typically like a more limited color palette anyway. Right. And so if this thing had gone, if this thing had stayed in like the blue and the purple realm and not gone into the green and the yellow realm, I think we would have both been a lot happier, you know? Yeah, it's, I don't, I'm a big fan of paintings being either warm colors or cool colors. Yes, yes. And we got 50-50 here. You hit the nail on the Which is confusing. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it needs to. Oh, well, I will just I'll put it out there and say I'm not a fan of the warm color paintings at all. Generally, um, I guess I like the cool colors and I like the lack of color. You know, the ones that are more gray or, um, gosh, you remember Shades of Gray? That was a, that was an interesting oh, yes. one. Um, or you know, as we always say, Black and White Seascape was a big one mm. for us. You know, those kind of non color even paintings are yeah. great as well. So. I don't know, Nathan, any final points before we get into everyone's favorite part of the show? <laughs> yes, I do have one final point. Okay. Uh, so leading into next week, the season finale. Season finale. Uh, Bob, again, this is at least the second time he's said this, uh, tells us to have an, a glass of iced tea next to us yeah. next week. Do you Do you feel like Bob was... Just aiming for an endorsement from Lipton. Like, yeah, like ah, oh, you just you know nothing goes better, smart than an ice cold glass of Lipton. True. You know something about Lipton in particular. I, I mean, I haven't. It, it's one of those things. You know, growing up in the South it was such a part of my life. You know, everybody always had a big box of black tea, and that's what it is. No one. Calls it, they just call it tea, you know, tea bags. Oh, but, yeah, but it is black tea, um, in their cupboard. But you know, and it doesn't come in a regular, it doesn't come in the size of like herbal essences where you're gonna have one at a time. No, no, no. This tea is designed for you to turn it into sweet tea, iced tea. And yeah. that's a pitcher tea right there. It is, yeah. You're not, you need like four or five bags to make a, make a big pitcher. Um, and so everyone had this, and the idea of drinking it hot was like bizarre to people. You know, I don't think I had hot tea until I like, you know, visited my hippie friend's house. You know what I mean? And his parents were all into that stuff, you know? (laughs) And this is actually the real reason the civil war took place. You know, it, there are some (laughs) cultural divides, my friend. And I think that is one of them. Them Yankees up there. (laughs) They drink their tea hot. Golly, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a strange thing. And so Lipton, I remember commercials and all kinds of things. And now it's like I haven't thought about. I wouldn't buy Lipton tea if it was the last tea in the fucking store. You well, know that's because I mean? you you've become a snob. I have, I have, I have. You, 
if you saw Lipton tea and it was the last tea in the store, you'd be looking around. I mean, there's got to be something with Jasmine in here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, uh, wait, wait, wait. They don't have Earl Grey? Uh, who doesn't have Earl Grey? They have Earl Grey, but it's just the store brand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. No! <laughs> okay, let's rate this painting. Enough tea talk. Now, if we can look right in here, you can see there's one, two, three layers right there. That's what leads the eye into the painting. Spend some time working on that. It's worthwhile. It'll pay you great dividends in the end, make you happy. And, of course, no one's interested in monetary gains, but if you should be, that's what sells the painting. All right. For those who are new to the podcast or just very forgetful, we rate <laughs> all of Bob Ross's paintings. We do. In five categories, four points available in each category for a grand total of 20 total points. Uh, bonus points awarded as we see fit. Yep. I do not see fit. No, um, I don't either. In this wildly forgettable painting to give any. <laughs> I, I will be honest. Once we are done recording this episode, <laughs> I I give myself one week before I forget. That this <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. This will not be taken into account on at least four of the five categories. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> um, all right, so the first category is visual impact. Uh, oh, this would God. be the one where it does not play in. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so a four would be uh, it has the power to wow the viewer. I'm already hurting. I'm hurting. A three is it has lasting impact on the viewer. Yeah. A two is it holds the viewer's attention, and a one is there's little or no. God, are we getting more critical? Because I think we are. It's not a four, clearly. It's and I don't think it's a three. Uh, It's a two for me. It's a two, dude. If and the the reason it's a two and not a one. Yeah. In case there's anyone out there going, wow, he just destroyed (laughs) that, but he's still giving it two. Right. Is like we said, it's not a bad painting, and I imagine. If I went to an art gallery, we'll say like an art crawl type of gallery, right. and this was on the wall, yeah. I'd, I would look at it. I wouldn't just pass by. No, right. Yeah, like definitely. in those areas where there's a ton of art, right. you know, you ignore ninety percent of it, and there's ten percent that draws your attention. Of course, this would be in the ten percent. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. <clears throat> so I, I say two. Yeah, I have to agree only because as you're reading out the cat, as you're reading out the, uh, you know, how the points are allocated, I I definitely don't have a lasting impact. I wasn't wowed. And then there there is no lasting impact. So that that makes it an immediate two. I can't. I mean, honestly, if I hadn't pulled it up before we started recording, I wouldn't have remembered half the details of the painting because. Yeah. It was just there. It was. Um, interpretation and creativity. Uh, A4 would be it shows unique and creative interpretation, and the effort was far beyond that required. Yeah. A3 yeah. is it shows the ability to think outside of the box, and with more effort, the project would have been outstanding. Hmm. A2 is it looks unfinished, 
and a one is it's incomplete and lacks attention to details. There, there, those are some severe demarcations. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's a heavy drop off there. It is. I don't know if you've noticed. It's yeah. amazing. Is a four. Yeah. Three is it's pretty good. And two is <laughs> I don't think they finished this. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is a cliff. There is a ravine between three and two on this. Oh uh, man, rubric. they almost had it perfect. Yeah, and that one didn't even paint the whole painting. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and and that's why I'm going to argue that this is a three. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, there's I'd no say argue. A three. it's a three. There's no <laughs> and and in this case, I do actually feel that more effort would have improved the painting. I would have put that effort into the foreground, for example. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that more... I'm not saying more stuff, necessarily. No, I know. Yeah. I My issue is more with the, the uh, creativity of it. Right. Because it, it wasn't. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, maybe for Bob, more effort is a bit of restraint, you know? Maybe. And if he had had a bit more restraint, say, to his color palette, I think that could have improved the painting. That That is a good point. Just saying. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, all right. Composition <laughs> and design. Next category. Yeah. A four is it shows knowledge of the elements and principles of design mm. and effectively fills the entire space mm. as it shows an awareness of the principles of design and mostly filled the space yada 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 yeah. i don't feel like it's a two or one yeah. uh if you want a two or one i'll read it to you just yeah tell me what a tell me what a two is a two would be it partly filled the space well, no, yeah, and no. there's little evidence that it was planned. <laughs> so it's oh god, that that also was severe. So it, this needs to be a five point scale. Like, yeah, a couple of these honestly should be five point. Um, yeah, no, it's a it, it definitely filled the space. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't, and that's rare for Bob. I mean, Bob usually, you know, Bob fills out a canvas. You know, there's always yeah. plenty going on. Well, and honestly, I have no issue with the the design of it. Right. Like, the layout of it is fine. I don't feel like it's a jumbled mess like some of his have been. Yeah. Or anything. The, the I mean, I would have preferred different colors. Sure. That's it. The focal point is at least on on point. I mean, you you are drawn toward the lake, you know. Yeah. Which I think obviously is important in the in a painting called Hidden Lake. Uh so would you say a four or a three? I would say a three. Okay. Yeah, I'm going it. four. You're going four. Oh really? Yeah, I'm being okay. nicer than you now. Wow. <laughs> three three point five, everybody. <laughs> Craftsmanship. Yes. A four is it demonstrates a mastery of skill. Uh-huh. And it's beautiful and complete. Um, a three is it demonstrates skill and some understanding, and it's pleasing and partially complete. Yeah. And just for fun, a two is the design is fairly neat. Yeah, that's always the, that's the one that really sticks in the craw. Um, you know, the, the only thing that keeps me from saying four is is it is it beautiful? I mean, beautiful is a strong word to me. You know. 
But there was yeah, I I wouldn't. I'm kind of hung up on it because it is. I would say the design is complete. Yes, I wouldn't say it's partially complete. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. There's more in the four that seems accurate than in the three. So I I, I would go with four. Okay, we'll go four. All right. Final category. And finally. Criteria. Criteria. Our favorite category. My favorite category. I always have a lot to say in this category. (laughs) (laughs) The the promise of this painting was? Well, Hidden Lake, but also nice and easy. Yes. And would fill us with joy. Um, All right. I'll go with nice and easy. He says that okay. right at the top. I, 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 I will say this is a hidden lake. I, I question the size of the lake, but that's not a huge. That's not a huge deal. We're nitpicking if we start. Uh, I know. If how, we start doing that, how many liters of water, Bob, are in that lake? <laughs> he's got a guy. He's got his sons. You know, Scott and Steve. One's real. One's not. Out there with jugs measuring the quantity of the lake. Um, speaking um, okay, of which, so, yeah, we're gonna get a we're gonna we're gonna get a Bob Spawn next episode anyway. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So you would you would agree it was easy yeah. and there was a lick. I would say. What was the third criteria? Joy. Mm. Do you have joy with this painting? No, no. It doesn't make me unhappy. I feel kind of whatever about this painting, honestly. So, would you say most of the required criteria has been followed? Yes, I would. I would. So, a three. Oh, that's a three. That's what's a three. A, what's a four? All of the criteria? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, okay, then a three, then. Yeah, what else? Uh, that's, so, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. He, uh, he pulled out a 78%, a 31 out of 40. Okay, yeah, I can, all right. Yeah, that's about. I was thinking. I was thinking like a low B. I mean, this is a high C. Yeah, you know, it's a C plus territory. So yeah, it's not bad. It's with not rounding, bad. it's a C plus. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good. That's good. the exact grade. A painting that we look at and go, ah, you could have done more. <laughs> that's the exact grade it deserves. That's also the grade I got in high school trigonometry. So there you go. Because because you could have done more, no, and honestly, the teacher realized you weren't meeting your potential. No, he, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Well, a he was recently divorced and very angry, very angry. He was a, he was a short man, um, athletic but very angry. Recently divorced, and have I said that? And I did adequate in the class. <laughs> I mean, I understood very and math never my strong suit and uh yeah it was a the plus was a mercy i think i probably deserved a c minus or something but scraped by yeah Yeah. but i mean you have gone on to use all of that trigonometry knowledge i think about triangles all the time it's all you do (laughs) (laughs) i love trees they're one of the most beautiful things in nature and each one has a personality. Study them. Make friends with them. Spend some time in the woods and just talk to a tree. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. 
All I'm trying to do is to get you to look at trees and to understand the beauty and understand what makes a tree a tree. What makes each one different. Oh, friends, how's everybody hanging in there? Hope you're doing okay. Um, as you can tell, you know, this is, this is beginning to have a bit of a effect on us mentally. Uh, we will be back very soon. This one's probably coming to you a bit earlier than normal, um, just because we decided to do two in a row to kind of finish out season three here. Um, so we will be back soon with the finale to season three. And then, you know, like I say, we'll be taking a couple weeks off and then we'll be launching hard back into season four. Um, in the interim, any questions you have, please feel free to email us. Nothing but a Bob thing at gmail.com or on the Twitter machine. At Bob underscore thang pod. You can also leave us a voicemail in the Anchor app. If you have the Anchor app, it is a good app that I'm sure you will put to good use and put in one of your, you know, myriad of folders on your smartphone. Um, do you have folders in the Android world? I don't know. I have folders on my phone. I mean, of, not really. Okay. Yeah. You can you can download things. to. Uh, <laughs> sure. It's a whole thing. Okay, yeah. 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 If you want to send us a letter, you can't. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we are, we're not quite to the level of having a P.O. box yet. However, maybe someday. Um, in the meantime. Probably not. Uh, man, who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's a, it's a dying way thing. of communication. Yeah, I guess that's true. Wow, that is, that is dark. Thank you. But you can reach us at our 1-800 number. <laughs> God, I would love to have a phone number. Uh, that would be fun. We could do that. I guess we could do that, couldn't we? Yeah, we'll just call I mean, the, I won't. We won't discuss it for everyone here, but yes, we could do that. Call the Bob line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, everybody, uh, much love. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you're doing okay. And just remember, no matter what happens, there are no mistakes. Just happy accidents. And fucking good night.